0: Hello everyone. this is Pastor Dean Thompson, with a word of hope, the unveiled christ part thirty two who shall stand before him? The sealed saints Revelation chapter seven verses one through eight. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the numbers of those who were sealed 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000... from the tribe of Naphtali! 12,000... from the tri- tribe of Manasseh! 12,000... from the tribe of Simeon! 12,000... from the tribe of Levi, 12,000... from the tribe of Issachar! 12,000... from the tribe of Zebulon! 12,000... from the tribe of Joseph! 12,000... from the tribe of Benjamin! 12,000... Chapter 6 of Revelation ends with a very significant question. For the great day of the the wrath wrath has come, and who can withstand it? Revelation 6, verse 17. In chapter 7, John is now giving the answer to that question. Who will be able to stand on that great and awful day when the wrath of God is poured out upon this earth? John says, that I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Whoa, This is a very small number, wouldn't you say? How should we understand this number? 12,000 from each of the tribes listed? Is that all who will be saved? Does this mean that only Jews or Israelites will be saved? Or will the 144,000 only be made up of Jews or Israelites? What about the rest of us? Is there any hope for us? On the face value, it seems like Revelation 7 verses 1 through 8 is saying that 144,000 taken from the 12 tribes of Israel and they are the ones who will be sealed on their foreheads to protect them from the eschatological destructions that are coming upon the earth. It begs the question, is the number literal, or is it to be understood symbolically? Are the tribes literal, or should we have a symbolic understanding of them? Let us analyze the passage together. Revelation 7 verse 1 speaks about the four corners of the earth. This expression was used in the ancient Near East to describe global significant significance. The global significance of an event in the same way we use a term the four points of the compass today look at how isaiah speaks of the gathering of the outcasts of israel and of those dispersed from judah from the four corners of the earth isaiah 11 verse 12 ezekiel saw and described the end as coming upon the coming upon the earth from the four corners of the earth Ezekiel 7 verse 2 The four corners in Revelation 7 verse 1 seems to correspond to the four winds that are also mentioned. In the Old Testament, winds are used to symbolize the destructive forces that are the instruments of God. The winds are God's chariots, Jeremiah 4 verse 13. God comes with his chariots like a whirlwind whirlwind, to execute judgment, Isaiah 66, 15 and 16. Jeremiah announces the coming judgment against Jerusalem as a scorching wind from the beer heights in the wilderness, Jeremiah 4, verses 11 and 12. The wind of the Lord went forth in fury, falling down on the head of the wicked, Jeremiah 23, 19. Jeremiah 30, 23. Hosea spoke, of the wind of the Lord coming from the wilderness and destroying the fertility of the land. Hosea 13 verse 15 Daniel saw in vision the four winds of heaven stirring up the great sea from which the four beasts were emerging. Daniel 7 verse 2 and 8 verse 8 and 11 verse 4 God told Jeremiah, that he would send his four winds upon Elam and scatter the people, Jeremiah forty nine, verse thirty six. Um, that is from Stefanovich. In these two, in, in verse two, John sees an angel coming from the east. In the Old Testament, the east is often used to reference, with reference to God, Eden was in the east. In, in that's Genesis two verse eight. In Ezekiel. It was from the east that the glory of God came to the temple, Ezekiel 43, verse 2. In the New Testament, the east is, also, is always associated with Christ. The Magi saw the star in the east announcing the newborn king. Matthew 2, verse 2 and verse 9. Jesus is called the sunrise, Luke 1, verse 78. And the morning star, Revelation 22, verse 16. Jesus spoke of the sign of the Son of Man appearing in the east, Matthew 24, 27-30. And thus another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, in chapter 7, verse 2, is likely one commissioned by Christ, or it is quite possible that he might be Christ himself. The sealing of the servants of God on their forehead is a scene drawn from Ezekiel 9 which according to Stefanovic, I quote, portrays in symbolic language the scene of the destruction of Jerusalem before the exile. The prophet saw in the vision a heavenly messenger whom he described as a man clothed in linen with a writing case at his loins. He had been instructed to go through the city and mark the foreheads of those who were faithful before the slaughter of the inhabitants of Jerusalem was to begin. The executioners were told that none so marked should be touched. The sign on the forehead distinguished those who were God's own faithful people from others who were unfaithful and idolatrous, providing them with protection from the coming judgment. In Ezekiel 9 verses 1 through 11. The basic ancient idea of sealing is ownership. When anything was sealed, such as a document, It was either for the sake of ratification or the protection of its contents. This sealing of people in the the New Testament denotes identification of those who are God's faithful people. Sealing is something that takes place when a person hears and accepts the gospel and comes to Christ. It is the Holy Spirit who seals a person. Being sealed by the the seal of the Holy Spirit is a sign of a genuine Christian who belongs to God and a sign of assurance of salvation. Paul explains, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And you can see also 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. God under-recognizes God under as his own special people. Those who have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. And this is made clear by Paul. The firm foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord abstain from wickedness. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Thus, according to Stefanovich, the faithful people in Revelation are referred to as being sealed, chapter 9, verse 4, chapter 14, verse 1, chapter 22, verse 4, because they belong to God as his possession. The seal of God consists of the name of God written upon the foreheads. I saw, and behold, the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, with and with him 144,000, having his name and the, and the name of his Father written on their foreheads. Revelation 14, verse 1. They will behold his his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, Revelation 22, verse 4. John Pauline notes, Revelation 7, verse 1 to 3, does not explicitly limit the sealing to the end time. It merely focuses on the significance of sealing work in an end time setting, end of quote. Revelation 9 verse 4 clearly shows the truthfulness of this position. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth, or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. New International Version At the time of the final crisis of this world's history, the sealing will take on an additional meaning as a sign of protection just as in Ezekiel's visions, where, where those marked were protected during the judgment befalling Jerusalem. Stefanovich, Some also see the eschatological sealing as a sign of protection that parallels also the blood that was used to mark the door of the Israelite houses in Egypt with the blood of the Paschal Lamb. This was designed to protect the Israelites from the plagues that punished the Egyptians, but which also initiated the deliverance of the children of Israel. Exodus chapter 12. The sealing is a final confirmation given to God's people to make them able to stand for God in the final crisis. I quote, Being sealed, God's people are under the special protection of the Holy Spirit, From the destructive forces of the seven last plagues. Stefanovich. This is the protection that Jesus referred to in the message to the Philadelphians, where he promised to protect them from the hour of trial that is about to come on those who dwell on the earth. Revelation 3, verse 10. Revelation shows that God's faithful people are sealed. Chapter 9, verse 4, 14, verse 1, 22 verse 4. But on the contrary, those who are against God and the gospel are spoken of as being marked with the name of the beast. That means they are the property or the people of the beast. We find chapter 13 verses 16 and 17, chapter 14 verse 9, chapter 16 verse 2, chapter 19 verse 20, chapter 20 verse verse 4. The seal of God consists of the name of God upon the, the foreheads. The mark of the beast is described as the name of the beast upon the forehead or on the hand. Revelation 13 verse 17. Stefanovich explains, Before the end time tribulation comes, God's faithful people are to be sealed on their foreheads in order to be protected. God's faithful people are to be sealed on their foreheads in order to be protected. The primary purpose of the sealing of God's people is to give them the assurance of salvation. In receiving Christ and surrendering to him, a person receives the seal of God's ownership and is sealed by the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, Ephesians 4 verse 30. The presence of the Holy Spirit is the sign that such a person belongs to God as his own possession paul summarizes the seal of god in these words god knows his own 2 timothy 2 verse 19 the sealing corresponds evidently to the washing of the robes making them white in the blood of the lamb revelation 7 verse 14 revelation 22 verse 14 the sealing is thus the symbolic sign of a real or genuine christian Sealing is what distinguishes such a person from others. Ezel states, Thus from, from John's day to the end, God's sealing of his own through the offer of the gospel continues for the whole period from the cross and resurrection until the end. Those who have the seal of God upon their foreheads will be able to stand on the great day of wrath. Beatrice. Neil notes, I quote, The seal of God is intended to protect the saints from demonic powers who torture men so that they seek death rather than life. Revelation 9, 4-6 Also the saints are protected from the seven last plagues which fall only upon the beast worshippers. Revelation 16, verse 2 The seal then protects the saints from, from defeat by the enemy and the judgments of God. It does not protect them from the wrath of the beast. Chapter 13, 15, and 17. Similarly, the mark of the beast protects the beast followers from the persecution of the beast, but it does not protect them from the wrath of God. Revelation 14, 9 to 11. Whether one receives, end of quote, whether one receives the mark of the beast or the seal of God is determined by whose character people conform to, Satan's or God's. Beatrice Neen says, In the final conflict, everyone will bear the image of the demonic or the divine. End of quote. In chapter 7 verse 4, John says, I heard the number. Careful study of the book of Revelation will show that this phrase also appears in chapter 9 verse 16. Here in in Revelation chapter 7, John hears the number of God's sealed people. But in chapter 9 verse 16, he hears the total number of the enemies of God and his people. This number is 200 million. Both of these numbers, 144,000 and 200 million, must be understood symbolically. That's the only way they make sense. Let us focus on the 144,000. 144,000, this number is 12 times 12 times 1,000. 12 is the number of the tribes making up Old Testament Israel. It is also the number of the church built upon the foundation of the 12 apostles, Ephesians 2 verse 20. Stefanovich notes, In the New Jerusalem, the 12 gates are named after the 12 tribes of Israel, and its 12 foundations have the names of the 12 apostles. Thus representing both Old and New Testament Israel. Thus 144, which is 12 times 12, stand for the totality of Israel. That is to say, the entirety of God's people from both the Old and the New Testament times. End of quote. The number thousand, Hebrew eleph, may have different meanings in the Old Testament. It can be a literal number of exactly a thousand, but it can also denote a tribal subdivision. Numbers 31 verse 5, Joshua 22 verse 14 verse 21, 1 Samuel 10 verse 19, 1 Samuel 23 verse 23, Micah 5 verse 2, can also refer to a military unit of about a thousand soldiers. Israel as a nation was administratively organized into tribal units. In the time of war, however, its armies, was his army was organized into military units of thousands with its subunits. Numbers 1, 16, Numbers ten four, Numbers thirty four thirty one 31, verses 4 to 6, 1 Samuel 8, verse 12, 1 Samuel 18, verse 13. One thousand was thus a, a basic military unit in ancient Israel. The phrase thousands of Israel is used as a synony- synonym for Israel's army and has the same connotation as the battalions of Israel. The sealed 144,000 is made up of 144 144 military units, 12 from each tribe, signifying a totality of Israel with her 12 tribes. John uses battle imagery portraying the church in its aspect of earthly struggle, the church militant. Since the 144,000 are about to pass through the Great Tribulation, it is natural and very appropriate to understand the sealed saints of chapter 7 in terms of a military army organized into the units modeled after ancient Israel's military system. But what about the tribes? Will the sealed number, whether literal or symbolic, only come from the tribes of Israel? Or, are these tribes symbolic also? Well, one understanding that some persons gravitate to is that the literal Israel is meant here. Another holds that Israel here refers symbolically to the church as spiritual Israel. The problem with the first perspective is that the 12 tribes no longer exist. The northern kingdom of Israel, which was made up of 10 tribes, vanished from history with the Assyrian conquest in the 8th century BC, 2 Kings chapter 17, verses 5-23. to 23. Almost all of the people belonging to those ten tribes were taken captive from Palestine and scattered among the nations of the Middle East. Over time, they became assimilated into these nations through interbreeding with them or amalgamating among themselves, interbreeding across tribes. Thus, since at, the time of, since at the time of John, only two tribes were still in existence, the 12 tribes of Israel no longer exist as a historical reality, but their religion remains. Not only that, but the list of the 12 tribes given in Revelation 7 is different from any other tribal listings given in the Old Testament. In conclusion, the 144,000 is a symbolic number. And the charges represented in Revelation are symbolic also. The seal identifies God's people as well as protects them. The seal guarantees and gives assurance of salvation. Do you have this assurance? What exactly is your assurance based on? The name of your church, the length of your length of time in the church, the role you are playing in the church? Or is it on your genuine faith in Jesus? What is your assurance based on? Oh God, thank you for giving us this blessed assurance in Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our eternal salvation. Please help us not to grieve Him away from us with our wrong attitudes towards one another and our wrong attitudes towards you. Please help us to abide in your will and to be genuine Christians please help us to put our confidence in the right place or oh, help us to understand to experience the sweetness of trusting in Jesus amen god bless you my brothers and sisters